0: This podcast is supported by Progressive, a leader in RV insurance. RVs are for sharing adventures with family, friends, and even your pets. So if you bring your cats and dogs along for the ride, you'll want Progressive RV insurance. They protect your cats and dogs like family by offering up to $1,000 in optional coverage for vet bills in case of an RV accident, making it a great companion for the responsible pet owner who loves to travel. See Progressive's other benefits and more when you quote RV insurance at Progressive.com today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates, pet injuries, and additional coverage and subject to policy terms.
1: Hey. Hey. What'd you think? About what? Did, did you get my text? Oh. Hello, and welcome to yet another episode of Did You Get My Text? I'm Patton Oswalt.
2: I'm Meredith Salinger. Clearly, we're back. (laughs) (laughs) Last time we spoke, we said, ah, we might be back or we might not because of scheduling. And it has been crazy scheduling, and especially because I am currently suffering with COVID-19.
1: She is going through what I went through back uh, last month in June, um... I, we should have recorded uh, an episode uh, a few days earlier because you had this great uh, raspy Kathleen Turner voice uh, for a couple <laughs> days. Now you're sort of on the other side of that, and we're missing that. That should have been recorded for posterity. I have a great uh, there's a great episode uh, two or three back where I am deep into my COVID and I've got my the whoever the singer whoever the guy that sang Poke Salad Annie that's what my voice sounded like, and I got what? it on tape.
2: Po- po- did you say Poke Salad Annie? Poke
1: Salad Annie. has got your granny. Song? Chomp. <laughs> chomp. Oh, yeah. Big 70s uh, one-hit wonder.
2: <laughs> I never heard of it. Yeah. So, anyway, Patton has been... Uh, we've been away from each other because it's impossible to ever be together because his schedule is so crazy. Um, he has been, in the past month, in Savannah, Georgia, and... <laughs> On tour, uh, filming a show and also on tour still in different cities near you. Yeah. My mom always says to me, where's Patton? And I say, I don't know. And she says, you don't know where your husband is. I'm like, um, he's in some city. It. I figured I stopped um, paying attention to which city because it's pointless. You're in a different yeah. city every Friday and Saturday and Sunday. So close you your eyes,
1: Detroit- spin a desktop globe and put your finger down. However, wherever it lands, that's probably where I am. Good as guests at any.
2: So you've been gone, um, but you had a really incredible, fabulous experience the other oh, day God. in New York.
1: I about- uh, was in New York City, had to le- travel from New York to Montclair, New Jersey. Uh, I had a car come pick me up uh, to take me there, meet me at my hotel at noon. So, um, And this story is going to have an interesting little coda to it. Let me just tell you the initial story, which is crazy enough Then I'm going to add the little, there's a little bit of spice at the end. So, Kara picks me up at noon. I get in, town car, driver, really well-dressed, handsome, dignified, chill, early 50s Middle Eastern man, maybe Egyptian, I couldn't tell what his nationality was, but he was a very put-together, very professional, crisp human being. Who um, said, "Are you ready to go?" I said, "I am." Bags are in the trunk. Let's go. We pull off, driving away down 54th Avenue. He makes his right onto Sixth Avenue, and bumps a moped uh, rider. There's a guy, huge, muscular guy, uh, bald, nanny goat beard on a little um, tiny moped. Well. A regular-sized moped, but he made it look tiny. He looked like a McDonald's giveaway, giveaway toy. That's how that's how it was like a huge guy on a tiny thing with his tiny girlfriend behind him. My driver makes a right, totally bumps this guy. This guy is in the bike lane where he's supposed to be. My driver cut into the bike lane. Now, I'm sitting in the back, so I don't say anything, but um, I'm like, my driver is at fault. He just bumped that guy, and the um, uh, they're still at the corner, and the moped guy screams at my driver, you just bumped me, dude! And my, up to that point, very chill, very zen professional driver, um, screams out the window at him, fuck you, you bump into me! You are in the fucking wrong, you bump into my fucking car! Like, screaming at this guy. Um,
2: But he was wrong. He's the one
1: who Absolutely in the wrong. So, um... And I went into what I normally do when uh, real uh, horrible shit like this goes down. I go into this weird internal shutdown mode where I just kind of became robotic. And uh, the the following events that are that I'm about to describe, I narrated in my head like I'm a fucking golf announcer. Um, I'm just being <laughs> very calm. So the driver, um, after he yells and says "fuck you," um, in his mind, I have won this encounter. I'm going to pull away. So he makes a hard ride onto 6th Avenue thinking, I will drive away. My car can outrun this moped. Pulls onto 6th Avenue. Traffic is, of course, stopped for the red light. So he only goes five feet and then sits there. And then the moped driver uh, really enjoys his slow pull-up next to our car, which can't go anywhere. And he starts screaming at the guy again, Fuck you! I was in the fucking bike lane! And then the driver screams at him even more, fuck you, you... Then the moped guy takes this his huge left fist, hellboy-sized left fist, and just uh, punches the guy's right-side mirror off of his car. Just one punch, bam! Punches this mirror off the guy's car and then punches the car a couple more times for emphasis. And then the driver, and, and again, I'm... Sitting here in the back going...
2: You're in the back seat of the car.
1: In the back seat, and I'm just uh, thinking, that was a very well-landed blow by the uh, (laughs) moped driver. Of course, one clean one, and then the two unnecessary ones, but they were, of course, for emphasis. So my driver uh, puts the parking brake on, jumps out of his car... Oh, no. ...runs around the car and tries to push this... Moped guy and his girlfriend off of their moped, and the girlfriend is oh screaming gosh. at her boyfriend. She's like, "Go, go, go!" This is all the middle of Sixth Avenue, busy noon, um, Saturday. Cars are honking everywhere because traffic is supposed to be starting back up. But this guy has jackknifed his car in the middle of traffic just to cut off the moped driver and is now chasing him down Sixth Avenue, um, trying to push him and his girlfriend off the bike. the um, Wait,
2: wait! He's out of the car. He's running out after of the them? car
1: running after the guy the guy the moped guy and he just
2: left you he left i'm just you in sitting the in this
1: car and i'm just looking out the back <laughs> window like oh okay off he goes he's now again oh, my no. in my my internal um trying to keep myself calm uh, the driver has now exited the car and is uh <laughs> moving at a fast pace i would say a furious pace down Sixth <laughs> avenue trying to get at so, any
2: point were you feeling like you should jump out of the car
1: hell no no, because okay. my driver was psychotic and the moped driver was huge, and uh, I hadn't done anything. I'm a passenger. What, I what? Why am I jumping in the middle of this? It, there, it's too.
2: No, I mean to like run <coughs> away and just get out of this scenario. No, because I had to get to my
1: gig. I, in my mind, I'm like, oh. gotta get to my gig. Uh, <laughs> screw it. So the guy Do you have luggage gets...
2: in the in the trunk.
1: Uh, And also, yeah, I had, uh, I did. I had all my luggage was in the trunk. Oh, okay. Fucking abandoned my luggage. So screw it. So the driver gets his hands on the shoulders of the girl. It's on the back of the moped, but the moped is speeding away. So the driver gets dragged like half a block down Sixth (gasps) Avenue. Rips the front of his, rips the front of his shirt open on the left side. His button-up shirt, tie is still tied. um, (laughs) And then the driver, the moped, managed to get away. And the guy, like. Gets up and is thinking, like, do I pursue him? But the moped's now gone. And he turns around and walks back to the car. His shirt is torn open on the left side. Uh, top of his chest is bleeding. He's been scraped oh, open on the street. And then he gets in the car, gets back behind the wheel, and turns to me. And he now he's suddenly calm again. He's like, huh, "What the fuck was that all about?" Like, like, just <laughs> you didn't just see all that, right? I'm like, "Uh, yeah, people are crazy." <laughs> because now I'm I'm, I'm all about appease this motherfucker and get me to my gig. I'm not. And I go, hey, I'm going to hope you don't think I'm being antisocial. I'm going to put my earbuds in for a little bit and uh, listen to some music. And he goes, please enjoy. Do it. Like, again, he's acting like none of that that I just saw happened. Uh, And then he drives me to Montclair, New Jersey. Off I go to Montclair, New New Jersey, about 45 minutes for an hour. Now. Wait, uh, you're
2: in the car now with him for the next 45 minutes?
1: 45 minutes as he drives me to my hotel.
2: And he's just being normal.
1: And he's acting totally normal.
2: And he's got and blood dripping down his chest. Blood and is dripping down his chest. Open.
1: Shirt's ripped open. <laughs> um, and he has gone from ra- like rage demon back to calm so quickly that that's what scared me was the going back to calm. That I was like, You're fuck sorry? it, all this guy's got to do is get me to my destination, and I don't care. I, I'm just this is not this is too much for me. I, I, I have enough shit to deal with right now. I, I'm not. Oh, no. not getting into this guy. Did you guy. get there? Got there completely fine, dropped me off at my hotel, did my gig, told this story uh, for my opening bit. I'm like, here's what happened to me today. Um, (laughs) But this isn't the entire story. That morning, before I went down to get into my car, I got this message the day before. I received this Instagram message from the official Blue Check account of the Planters Nutmobile. The official account of the Planters Nutmobile. Uh, here's the message. Parton Oswalt spelled my name wrong. Word on the salty streets is you're doing a show in Montclair, New Jersey tomorrow. Would you be interested in showing up in style with a ride from the Planters Nutmobile? Mobile? Uh, yes. Planters has a yes. car shaped like a giant peanut. Well, hang on. I saw that and went, oh, hell yeah, I want to take. But then I thought for a little bit and went, wait a minute. I'm sure that riding in the Planter's Nutmobile is fun for five minutes, but an hour... for Like, this thing is going to pull up in front of my friggin' hotel. It's going to (laughs) draw all this attention. I'm going to get in the Planter's Nutmobile. It'll be fun for five minutes, and then I'm going to realize, oh, I'm in this thing for an hour as we go to Montclair, New Jersey, and and cars are going to be honking and looking at us, and they're going to want to get a picture with me, and it's going to be... Like, I just want to get to my gig and just do a good friggin' show. So I turn down... The planter's nutmobile thinking, I'm going to ride in comfort in a smooth, <laughs> air-conditioned town car. And all I can remember is when I was looking out the back window of my car, of my as my driver was being dragged down 6th Avenue by this um, uh, moped, was I could have been in the fucking nutmobile right now. Why did I say Man. no to the nutmobile? And you I also feel no, like...
2: Nutmobile. Oscar Mayer Wienermobile, the you Oscar are Mayer up Wiener for the b- next... <laughs> Exactly. Up for the next yeah. Ride.
1: Someone step in, but then I just I'm like if if Albert Brooks is defending your life is true, and they just show random moments from your life, that's a really cryptic moment out of context um, of just the cutting to me looking out the back of a town car while my driver is dragged away and just saying out loud like, <laughs> why didn't I take the planters nutmobile? Like there's a whole other crazy story connected to that scene. So that was a Saturday afternoon in Manhattan.
2: Oh, that sounds fun and like New York.
1: And that very, very New York. That sounds
2: like a New good York. New York story. Oh,
1: boy. There you go. It was That's one of those stories that when you tell it to Manhattanites, they just go, yeah, the Big Apple, baby. That's, you're like, yeah, okay, shut up. It's You're celebrating things being horrible.
2: <laughs> that's New York for you.
1: <laughs> that's New York. That's the Big Apple. <laughs>
2: oh, <laughs> that was funny. Thank uh, you. Let's take a break, and we'll be right back.
0: Wait. This podcast is supported by Progressive, a leader in RV insurance. RVs are for sharing adventures with family, friends, and even your pets. So if you bring your cats and dogs along for the ride, you'll want Progressive RV insurance. They protect your cats and dogs like family by offering up to $1,000 in optional coverage for vet bills in case of an RV accident, making it a great companion for the responsible pet owner who loves to travel. See Progressive's other benefits and more when you quote RV insurance at Progressive.com today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates, pet injuries, and additional coverage and subject to policy terms.
2: we're back so while you were off being uh driven around by crazy people in new york i (laughs) had flown yet again during uh coronavirus times Mm. to sun valley idaho oh boy with my friend who lives one mile from me here in los angeles remember i hadn't gone anywhere for two i don't know if you guys listened at the beginning of the year (laughs) but i hadn't gone on any vacations Mm -hmm. for two years and uh i went to Sun Valley to visit a friend of mine who actually lives one mile from me. And I went again and I flew up with her and we went to Sun Valley and it was really fun. And I was with her whole family and, uh, and I came back and I tested positive for COVID. But while I was there.
1: So you basically, uh, you celebrated July 4th and then the day after got home, tested up COVID.
2: Exactly. Yeah. And desperately trying to figure out where I got it because I've been so good with my masking and my hand washing and staying away from crowds and all those things and uh, could not figure out where I got it. But I do recall the one place that was very crowded that we went to that was outside was the rodeo.
1: Oh! And I
2: was so excited to go to a rodeo. I thought, I know I've been to one before millions of years ago, I think. Um And I just had uh, pictures in my brain of lots of people with flags and hanging out and having fun and eating hot dogs and watching horses being ridden and wouldn't that be cool and great?
1: Right, right. And I
2: forgot what a rodeo is really about. Mm-hmm. Uh, at first, it was like that. At first, it was a big crowd of lots of people, and the MC was saying, I'll welcome you Americans if you're proud to be an American, stand up and clap. And there were a lot of cowboys around, and it was Mm -hmm. very crowded. And I stood up and clapped, and uh, they were playing lots of music. And then they said something about Jesus, and more people clapped. And then they uh, started playing a a song. It was At the Cow Wash. You know that song? Yeah, Rose Royce. Love that song. Yeah. And the MC started playing that song, and, and he started playing it, and then he said, This is for all you rednecks out there. And then five seconds later, he goes, Just kidding. And he turned off the song and started playing a Garth Brooks' song, I Got Friends in Low Places. Oh and I was thinking to myself, Well, that felt racist.
1: <laughs> a little weird.
2: That felt really uncomfortable. Because you to guys
1: me. don't like black music, right? It was
2: really. That's what it felt like, and I got really uncomfortable, and I'm looking around, and it's feeling very patriotic, but in that kind of scary well, patriotic, pa- patriotic way. patriotic, a little but bit.
1: sinister, like, like Shirley Jackson's The Lottery way. now. Like, what the what?
2: Yeah, I started to get real uncomfortable, and people are real crowded around me. Mm-hmm. There's kids with snotty noses behind me, and everyone's, I don't know, it just felt very weird, and then they're they're riding through the rodeo and it's cool at first there are these beautiful girls dressed up in rodeo clothes riding their horses really fast with American flags and I thought oh that's cool it's 4th of July that's cool and then um and then they the cowboys come on out and and um they're going really fast and but then they do this thing where they let out these little tiny baby calves mm-hmm And they open this chute and this little tiny, cute little baby calf runs out of the chute. Uh And then the cowboys go to lasso them.
1: Uh
2: And they lasso them. And this one little cow, like the guy lassoed him and then he pulled it. And the cow literally flipped backwards. This little baby cow flipped backwards, landed. The cowboy jumps off and ties him up and that's that's what rodeos are and i forgot that that's what rodeos are and i was like on the verge of tears i'm like oh my god that poor little cow and i'm and now i'm sorry, i'm getting very uncomfortable and oh. and everyone's cheering and everything and i understand this is you know this is what rodeos do and they're trying to show you how they catch cows and stuff like that but for me it was very upsetting and um and then and then i'm there like definitely starting to seem like the outcast because every time they let that little baby cow go through the chute, mm-hmm. I'm going, run cow, run baby cow, go baby cow. And I'm just like praying that the little cow gets across without getting lassoed. And all the, you know, they all get lassoed. One little guy breaks free and I'm like, yay, And I was screaming at the top of my lungs. Woo-hoo! And everyone is looking at me like glaring at me, like,
1: Oh no, you
2: clearly are on the wrong team here, lady. Cause I'm rooting for the baby cow
0: Mm -hmm. and,
2: um, and I started to feel very uncomfortable and, um, and I, and I'm just getting very anxious and and people are very close to me and kids are snotty noses and they're coughing and I'm thinking, oh God, this is where I'm going to get it. But I started to get very nervous that if I put my mask on,
1: they'll glare that I was going to,
2: that they'd glare at me even more. And Mm -hmm. I, and I said to my friend who I was with, I was like, I don't think I can. I don't think I can stay here much longer. Like this is really upsetting to me. Wow! And then the girl cowboy girls started to. Um, you mean cowgirls? Girl cowboy girls. I yeah. think cowboy, cowboy girls, girls are
1: called cowgirls.
2: Yeah, cowgirls. Um, instead of girl, instead little,
1: of instead of girl cowboy girls.
2: Girl cowboy girls. Um, they did that thing with roping the little baby calf, yeah. and but but what they did was much better. It, they just lassoed them to see if they could lasso them. Mm-hmm. And then let go, mm. which was great because it's just like, let's show us your skills that you can lasso, but not then yank the cow down so that it flips and hurts itself and then get off and tie it up while it's scared to death.
1: They would tie, so its, four, they would tie its four legs up?
2: No, they didn't tie. The girls didn't do any tying of the but cows. The, but the guys would. The guys would.
1: And then when the guys do that and go, time, aren't they timed? Like, it's yeah, how yeah, fast yeah. can you do it?
2: Yes. And the guys were great and everything's normal then they go back to the riding the buck and broncos now now they're mm-hmm. riding the buck and broncos and the guys you know they're these amazing guys on cowboys and they're they're you know but again to make the buck and bronco bruck they tie their balls up i know whatever they, hurt they do them. to it's them really brutal. and they hurt and so i'm just sitting there like oh my god i realize this is a thing meredith stop being so crazy this is like normal but why is this normal? Why is bullfighting normal? Why is running with the bulls normal? Why is buck and bronco? Why are they? Nor- why is this normal? And Ugh. I'm starting to feel really sad. And clearly, this is I shouldn't even be here. I'm going to bring everybody down with my yeah, upset yeah, yeah. here. So I just wanted to get out of there. But the one of the terrible parts of this um, rodeo was this this young guy, this 17 year old or 19 year old um, cowboy was riding the buck in Bronco and he was doing great and then he got bucked off Ugh. and he fell and he had a huge seizure and he he's on the ground and he's shaking. Because of the, surra- he, of the damage
1: he because of the damage he got her.
2: yep and he fell on the ground and he starts shaking. And then all these cowboys and and clowns and people, they come uh, you know, surrounding him and the MC's like, oh we're gonna need a get that ambulance in here. Folks, we're going to let's all give this guy our prayers and you know, let's think about him right now and and so they they back up the ambulance and they get the guy in the ambulance and then like the ambulance slowly kind of goes out of the ring, but it just sits there. And it's and it's not leaving and it's not going to the hospital or anything like that. It's just sitting there for like 20 minutes. And um and ah, man, you know, it's a little too dangerous. It's a little too dangerous and it's a little too animal hurty. And I know people are listening to this, like, what'd you expect going to a rodeo? You dumb (laughs) girl. And, and I, I know that that's a thing and I know I get, it's just not for me. And I felt really bad. And I felt like I was in a place that I didn't really feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I think I got COVID there,
1: and, and yeah, it was just you know why you got and then COVID. I was like, okay, let's you know why go. you got COVID because of your bad attitude, because of your poor anti rodeo <laughs> attitude. That's what helped the COVID get into you. If you had Listen, just been I'm a little more, see... if you'd been a little more patriotic and cheered yeah. for that Garth Brooks song, you'd be fine right now.
2: Yeah, when they when they <laughs> I, I don't really know why they played that song at the car wash, well, and then he said, "This is for all you rednecks," and then said, "Just <clears throat> kidding." By the and way, took it off.
1: The other thing that's really... You know what's super ironic about that? that's really
2: horrible. That felt really horrible to me.
1: You know what's super ironic about that? What? One of the biggest things in rodeo, bulldogging, steer wrestling, which you watched, was invented by an African-American, Bill Pickett. One of the first rodeo stars um, was an African-American. He was a very, very famous uh guys so the the idea of like you rednecks don't want to listen to black music um while you're watching this thing that an african american man invented basically listen, bill pickett was that. the guy that it just again no knowledge of their history or their or their uh legacy
2: well, is insane well maybe it's not about that but I'm aware that, you know, cattle had to cross country and they needed cowboys to round them up and they needed to be able to catch them and they needed to be able to do all those things. And they're just showing their skills. I get that. I get that they're just showing their cowboy skills. And um, but I guess it just rubbed me the wrong way and it made me feel sad. And I just felt yeah, but sad that's not
1: that what I was. What I was really saying was, cows. no, I'm you were
2: saying I'm just. Yeah.
1: So I, no, I got Didn't sound like history. you were responding to that. So you went to the, another. Oh no, direction, I heard so. what you
2: were saying. I get that. I understand why they started doing all that kind of stuff. And uh, but the no, irony was, and
1: the stupidity of we don't want any black culture around here. Now let's all enjoy this thing that a black guy invented. Well, do you know what yeah. I'm saying?
2: Yeah, no, I get, I, I get what you're saying. I just, I guess, I just don't like the whole culture of it all.
1: Yeah, except what I'm saying is that culture is. You know thank thanks African Americans sorry we won't we won't play your music here because we don't want to offend the audience enjoying your african American invented thing
2: Well, I don't know if they invent did i mean I don't bill know bill Pickett story of the guy. Bill
1: Pickett was a cowboy out of uh, Oklahoma, and he invented steer wrestling bulldogging, which is now a standard rodeo event that was invented by an African American Bill pickett really famous he's in the rodeo hall of Fame. Uh, he was called the Dusky Demon. And his you can see, if you go to the Autry Museum of Western Heritage, there's photos of him and, and all kinds of memorabilia. He was a genuinely amazing guy. So the fact that at a rodeo there is like, sorry about that black music, yuck, was uh, b- delicious irony.
2: Well, I think all those things change over time. And uh, it, yeah. But the whole, the whole event felt very sad to me, Mm
1: -hmm. even though it was
2: like people celebrating America and waving the flags and riding horses. And it, it felt like it could have been a good thing, but ultimately it, it made me really sad for all the animals. And then I just left, (laughs) I left and I was, as I was leaving, I was seeing all the little cows and the horses that they kept waiting in the thing. And I was like. I'm videotaping them all, and I'm like, sorry, I'm sorry, you have such a hard life. (laughs) I'm such a ridiculous human. I was just talking to the animals, trying to make them feel better.
1: Well, here's some good news for the cows, though. Uh, This was I just saw this story. A Moscow farm has decided to equip its cows with virtual reality glasses. In order to relax and feel happier, a calm environment leads to an increase in milk yield, So the cows are given a VR headset displaying summer fields. And there are pictures of these cows with their VR headsets on. And one of the comments under this is, this is literally the plot of The Matrix, Um, which it is, uh, but instead of uh, they're, they're putting cows in this calming virtual reality world, and they're happier. So there you go.
2: Yeah. And then I guess people listening to this will be like, well, you eat meat. Exactly. And I'm like, I do, but I don't mess with the cow. I'm not like playing with them. Like, I'm going to catch you. I'm going to make you miserable. I'm going to flip you upside down and scare the hell out of you. And mm-hmm. then, I'm- no, it just felt a little like we're playing with you. We're just fucking with you just so that we can get entertainment out of it. And that made me sad.
1: Mm. If I may quote the great Jake Johansson, uh, when someone tells you, hey, well, yeah, but you're killing cows too. It's like, no, 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 I'm having them killed. I'm not killing them <laughs> no. myself. If you've seen The Godfather, you will understand the difference.
2: I know, it's all bad. Can't we it's just all, all be vegan? It's all
1: horrible, and, yeah, exactly. And live in a
2: field of daisies and happiness.
1: Yeah, so anyway. Um, uh, wow. Let's take a break and
2: we'll let's come back. Let's take right a break, back. we'll be right back. Hi.
1: It's time for Did You Get Our we Picks? Know, tell you
0: what we like, what we really, really like. Yeah, tell me what you like, what you really, really
2: like. <laughs> hey guys, we're back. Um, so, listen, this is a quick, short episode, but I wanted to give you one of my picks. If you are watching Hulu right now, they have a show called The Bear, which is about restaurants. And um, the lead of this show is an incredible actor. He was on Shameless. Ooh. And uh his name is got three words. <laughs> I <have to> look <laughs> you it forgot up.
1: his name? I watched <laughs> I, I watched the first episode of this and knowing what I know about kitchens and especially about the Chicago restaurant scene, which in the first episode they reference um places like Avec, Smoke, and Alinea. Um this is very, very accurate to a lot of the insanity because Chicago is a crazy restaurant city. Um and they really I'm gonna start watching it because All my friends that know chefs and know they're like they they really nail everything on the show. So Uh,
2: the lead actor is actually named Jeremy Allen White, and he's gorgeous and he's so talented. And the show is really well done. It's kind of like documentary style, and it's about restaurants, and um, it's just super cool. So if you get a chance to watch this show. It is, um, one, one season is out right now and they just got picked up for another season. So it's going to be super cool and definitely go check that out and um, have a really great week, guys. We'll be back next week.
1: Yay! Thanks for tuning in.
2: This podcast is a production of Meredith Salinger and Patton Oswald.
1: In association with Starburns Audio. Executive producers are Cliff Dorfman and Jason Smith. And if you have questions for us, send them to
2: hey, did you get my text at gmail.com. And don't forget subscribe to this podcast. It's free and it helps us get to keep making the show.
0: Avenue. A podcast <clears throat> a podcast network.